Welcome to America's Pal. I'm your host, Darren White. This is the number one rated podcast being recorded in my man cave. Uh, you can find us everywhere podcasts like to hang out, Apple, iHeart. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, Rumble, uh, YouTube, for as long as they'll allow us to stay on there. Uh, you can send all of your hate mail directly to me, Darren, at americaspal.com. That's D-A-R-R-E-N. Check out our website, americaspal.com, and you can find... Uh, all the links to the podcast, the um, episodes, or uh, any of the content that we're uh, always uploading there. Um, always, if you're listening to us on uh, any of those platforms, make sure you uh, like or subscribe. You know, give us some positive feedback. Even if you don't like us, it's okay. I'll allow it. Um, but you always know I bring the radio bronze. That's right, uh, radio gold. That's we, we like to set the bar as low as possible right here. So bronze, I think, is satisfactory. Um, stick around to the very end for Florida Man's Pun and Done. We got a good one if you like bad jokes. Um, first thing we got to do is break into our first Deadbeat sponsor. Why do we have Deadbeat sponsors? Well, we don't have any paying sponsors, but we're okay with that. I can make up Deadbeat sponsors and... Um, we do just fine with those, and make sure you comment on those however you like to. Um, but today we're going to break into our first Deadbeat sponsor break, and then we're going to get right into our weekly news outbreak. This portion of the program is being brought to you by Slick Willie's Stain Be Gone. Hello again, friends. It's your old pal from Arkansas, and I'm here to share a brand new product that just could save your career. That's right. Slick Will Stain Be Gone is just the thing for you to keep your garments looking their best when you're on the go. If you're working late, you get a spot on your tie or some sauce on your fly. If you're under some stress and make a mess of a dress. If you're working hard for that dollar and get a smudge on your collar. If you notice a stain as your career circles the drain, then there's not a moment to waste. Order your very own Slick Willis Stain Be Gone. It's guaranteed to remove all traces of everything from marinara sauce to DNA. Its compact size means that it will fit nicely into the cigar box in your desk drawer. It's guaranteed to work on the most delicate of materials including private jet upholstery, a famous rug in your office that's shaped like an oval, rich Corinthian leather and all designer clothing. Every slick Willis stain be gone comes with a legally binding non-disclosure agreement for you to use at your discretion free of charge. Order your slick Willis stain be gone today. It just may save your career and a bundle in legal fees. seemed a little bit appropriate you know i mean if there's a certain indictment that everybody's all excited about if that's been on your mind lately maybe some slick willy stain be gone could be the product for you anyway let's dig right into our weekly news outbreak we're going to break them down one at a time so let's get started the senate placeholder and stroke victim from pennsylvania uncle fester correction john fetterman 
was released from Walter Reed Hospital last week after nearly two months of treatment for severe depression. He's set to return to the Senate the week of April 17th. In a statement to the press, the senator said, Hi. Good night, everybody. In an unprecedented and historic legal move, a grand jury has decided to indict former President Donald Trump on trumped-up charges, which is almost as ironic as Lou Gehrig catching Lou Gehrig's disease. Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershowitz has been detained in Russia by the Russian spy service where he faces 20 years in Russian prison for espionage. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre announced that there's little the U.S. government can do for the reporter because he's not an incredibly brave black lesbian WNBA star with an affinity for forbidden cannabis oils. Six army bases named for Confederate leaders are set to be assigned new socially acceptable names. Currently in the running as possible new names are Wokey McWoke Base, the Mostly Peaceful Justice Base, Fort Cosby, Fort Fonda, and Fort Che Guevara. Circling back to the Denver airport CEO, Phil Washington's withdrawal from consideration to lead the FAA after tough questions from Republicans, Senator Cruz asked him to identify a small aircraft in a picture to which Washington replied, Why, that's a Tuppen 601. It's a mail plane. When asked how he knew it was a mail plane, he said, Can you see his little balls? Vice President and social checker of boxes, Kamala Harris gave President Biden a new bracelet this week and a rare show of solidarity with the befuddled old man. When he asked what the engraving DNR on it meant, she cackled nervously and said awkwardly, Joe, Joe, it, it means Democrat, not Republican. Twitter Files journalist Matt Taibbi's home was visited by an IRS agent on the same day he testified at the Senate subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government. In a public statement, the IRS commissioner Daniel Warfel said, That's a real nice First Amendment you have there, Mr. Taibbi. Be a shame if somebody audited it. This just-in, world champion kleptomaniac Claude Cooper was arrested after it was found that he not only took home the gold medal, but also the silver and bronze medals. From the Babylon Bee desk, sources say that the satire site is facing bankruptcy as there is no satire left in America. Babylon Bee founder Adam Ford reacted to the news by saying, And when Alexander saw the breadth of his domain, he wept for there were no more worlds to conquer. A world-renowned plastic surgeon is making waves talking about his number one way to tighten your neck at home. He calls it the Jeffrey Epstein method, and it's so easy you can even do it from your jail cell with the help of some new friends. From the science desk, Aussie scientists have managed to make a mammoth meatball using the genitals. Correction, genetic sequences found in the long-extinct mammoth. When asked where one might find one of these mammoth meatballs, the cheeky Aussie scientists said they're typically found dangling beneath prehistoric pachyderms. Pricing is yet to be determined, but beer nuts are still $2.99 to $5.99, and deer nuts are always under a buck. Pope Francis was released from the hospital last week after a nasty bout with either bronchitis or conjuring the devil. 
Upon his release, he quipped that he was still alive, and so is the paradox of religious Marxism. Upon the announcement of the Donald Trump indictment, new details show that porn star Stormy Daniels forked the former president no less than three times, once in person and twice in court. According to sources that remain anonymous unless paid otherwise, state the former president is still loving every minute of it. Florida passes permitless permitless concealed carry of loaded firearms, implying unloaded firearms were legal all along. This just in, it is now legal to carry loaded Tupperware in Florida as well. Glock fans rejoice. And that sums up this week's news outbreak. One more break, uh, excuse me, one more uh, deadbeat sponsor break, and then we're going to get into this week's uh, topic of today, which is our republic is treading on banana peels. Moly moly guacamole. It's never a mole steak to enjoy moly moly guacamole whenever you're on the job. Fook me, it's delicious. This sort of thing is my bag, baby. It will make number two work for you. It's better than pork pies in a bag of trout. Even after they pay me, I'm going to melt the world with liquid hot moly moly guacamole. My father would womanize. He would drink. He would put moly moly guacamole on meat helmets. It's like catnip for clowns. It's delicious, but not quite evil enough. It's quasi-evil. It'll put a load on deck that would choke a donkey. It's gonna start a fire. I put it on my baby. Mmm, everybody likes their own brand. But moly moly guacamole is the best. Yeah, baby. Welcome back to America's Pal. This week we're gonna talk about our republic and its treading on a banana peel. A lot of things have happened just in the last week since we've talked last, and by Tuesday when you watch this, when it becomes available, there's uh, some of the things we're talking about. We're going to go over the Donald Trump uh, indictment, um, what that means, and what potentially it could lead to moving forward. Um, But we're also going to talk about the horrific events of last week with the Nash, the Nashville school shooter, and these things happen, and they happen more frequently than they have in the past. Americans' access to firearms has been changed here and there over the years with little effect on crime itself, but over the past few decades, this notion of children killing other children or young people, young adults, has, it's increased exponentially. It's something I have had to, unfortunately, address in the past on this program, and it it does go back to the soul of our society. And I have said in in the past that part of that, that responsibility lays 
within our education systems, within our governments, and the cultural Marxism that has taken over what used to be a society that had virtues, not religion, but moral virtues, virtues that were um, an undisputed natural virtue that they came from God, not a Catholic God or a Baptist God or a Presbyterian God, but a higher being that left the human being, the individual, with some sense of accountability. And with accountability comes purpose. Over the past century, um, Lenin did his best, uh, not John Lenin, not, not the Beatle, um, Vladimir Lenin did his best to infiltrate world societies through Europe and the U.S. with his amplified version of, of, of Marxism, the, the Marxist-Leninists. The problem with, with ideologies like Marxism is that it's a patient one. And it's, it's willing to be cloaked in, in a lot of different names, a lot of different um, iterations. So it, it, it doesn't say, look at me, I'm the best. It's the underlying thread. That's why people, whenever you, when, you, when you address the word socialism, and then that was taboo 40 years ago, and now it's become socially acceptable, um, but the principles of socialism... They're in line, not in lockstep, but in line with, with Marxism. And then, okay, so it was taboo, and now it's not so taboo anymore. But then you say communism, and then say, okay, well, that's, um, that's taboo. And, you know, you can't, you know, you, you label somebody a communist like McCarthy did back in the 50s, and that's, that's a taboo. Well, at the same time, people are looking for communists, but the root of it, is Marxism. The, the very nature of these ideologies the, that separate the individual from their rights. And they'll, and they'll shroud it in things that are uh, welcoming to a crowd. Social justice, group justice, this label everybody in their specific groups. They, it's, it's cloaked in something that sounds good but it becomes more cult-like when you realize that the, the individual is, is diminished. See, Karl Marx, he, he adored that bourgeois versus the proletariat and the, um, you know, the upper class versus the working class. And he could mobilize the working class and then in turn become the ruling class. He could become the bourgeois, which is the way these things always devolve when the individual gets lost in the scrum of being in whatever group that you're 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 labeled to, where you're everybody's labeled. How do you identify? Or you know you're um, you're 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 put in your groups by your religion or your your political party or uh, your gender or how you identify as gender. And what you see over the past few, few decades is that 
it it gets more and more tribal where there is no reconciliation. What has that led us to? Well, it's led us to people that, like I said, with um, with virtue and accountability comes purpose. You have a responsibility. And if you're part of a collective, you have no personal responsibility. You have no, you don't bring anything to the table as a human being. Now you're told you are, but what you bring to the table is um, your part for just a greater good. So we keep getting diluted and diluted and diluted. And then here in America, that was that was never the intent of our founders. It was never the notion that the country is supreme over the citizen. The country is, and the view of our founders, the country is the citizen. It had not, it had not been done before. The citizen that is the government is a republic. And see, there's a lot of talk about a, a democracy, you know, threat to our democracy. And it, sure, it sounds like I'm picking that shit out of pepper here, but we're not a, a democracy. And the language, the words themselves actually do mean something. And if you can get people just to think that they're a democracy, well, that's a mob. What do you, what, what do we have today? Anything that if you can get enough people ginned up, you get that mob, and then all of a sudden, that's our new policy. We have to address it. We have to succumb to it. That's democracy. And what you have in a democracy is an individual that is left behind. Not just me as somebody that might identify better with uh, what, what uh, um, they call boomers or from uh, the, the generation um, before, a more of a traditionalist when it comes to our, our civic duty, what our country is. But more of a... Not just me that gets left behind because we can do the same thing and have in the past. But we look at this culture and <clears throat> it's become a character of itself is this woke nature. It used to be politically correct. Then it uh, that got a bad connotation and then we started seeing signs of this woke culture. And it's all rooted in social justice, which is cultural Marxism. See, social justice, societal justice, has no rules. There are no guidelines. There's no guardrails to say within these parameters, this is what's acceptable in the society. There is no guiding light. It's a whim. And it changes like, like the wind. And we see this when... And, and, and the warning has always been over the past couple of decades is the problem with liberalism is that it's going to eat itself. So every time somebody that, that aligns with one culture or one, one piece of this social justice journey that our, that our 
quote-unquote democracy is on, as soon as they step outside of that, then they get the same cancellation effect. They feel the same wrath of the mob. They lose their livelihood. So again, we go back to that human being has no self-worth. You don't matter. But why did these things, these things keep happening? We go back to our schools and our young people, children. They're being taught that anything they feel is acceptable. And I have said this in the past, and I say it over and over and over again. But when you take God, and again, I am not saying religion, but God himself, faith, a higher being, virtue, that does not come from self, but from something bigger. When you take that out, you cannot be, when you take God out of society, you should not be shocked when these children behave godlessly. Because they become primal. And the problem is, is that they know that their friends will turn on them. And they may be, they may not have any friends. And it does not matter. Whatever you do is acceptable. If you can justify it in your own mind, then that is acceptable. And that goes for the mob as well. So we have these young people that have been told over and over and over again that whatever you want to be, whatever you want to identify as, whatever it is, that's acceptable and society will bend to your will. Then they leave that lab experiment, which is our, our school system, our, our social experiment, which no longer educates but indoctrinates They leave that environment, that controlled environment. And they go out into the real world and they start realizing that the person they sat shoulder to shoulder with that firmly believed and was validated for every single thing that they believed and at the same time so were they. Well, now they've gone out into the the rest of the world And they're finding out that those people also now have become empowered to where they can step on you. And you end up with this hopeless, lost generation. And you look at the the suicide rates, the hopelessness. You look at the lack of self-control. And then you look at more and more people lashing out because they're realizing in in many cases that maybe I'm not God. And nobody took the time to just show them from the time they were young, there are parameters, there are consequences, and there are rewards. And you can have a fulfilled life. But here we go again, last week. This girl wanted to be a guy, 28 years old, walks into a school, a Christian school, makes it up to the second floor, kills three faculty members and three nine-year-olds. And it's heartbreaking. Fortunately, 
the Nashville Police Department did what Uvalde could not. They ran towards the danger. Now, they folded her up like she was a piece of cheap patio furniture, and her pronouns became was and were. But at the same time, our society has rallied around the perpetrator. This disgusting human being that for whatever reason felt justified is being lifted up. You can see it in footages of these rallies where they're holding up seven seven fingers where normally the shooter does not count. You know, in the Pulse nightclub shooting here in Orlando a few years back, um, they went so far as to make sure that that piece of human garbage did not even, his corpse, did not even go to the same hospital as the rest of the victims and survivors went to. Out of respect. But here we are just a few short years later, We have an element of our society that finds it justified. How do you get to that point? Where if you have any individual self-worth, any any sort of virtue that comes from something bigger than you, then you feel some obligation to society that would prevent you. You you would have some sort of self-governance. And again, I go back to this Marxist idea that if, if, if you are part of a labeled group, then the governance comes from somebody else. It doesn't come from you and doesn't matter. Our society is being goaded into collapse, daring you to stand. And in the culture that we're in today, this democracy is our undoing. We're getting into wars simply based on public will. Just, sure, no consent to Congress, no nothing, no war war powers, no, just let's jump into this. And it's, it's based on a democracy-led policy, not that of a republic, not measured, not tempered, just do. And here we are again, we're doing something just for the sake of doing something. What does that get you? It gets you more violence, it gets you more death, it gets you more suppression of the individual. And again, I go back to if you trade your liberty for safety, you deserve neither. Well, it is true. But if the mob can demand it, and then those that are supposed to be guarding our Constitution are willing just to let it go, then where are we? We are in the position of the Banana Republic. Look at our society here. Uh, what is it, uh, recently Jane Fonda suggested murder for pro-life Christians on The View. Murder. When they asked her what 
She said that we, we're not going to just stand by and let this happen. So asked, what's she going to do? She says, well, murder comes to mind. And Lily Tomlin next to her chuckles a little bit and she says, wait, what did you say? And then she says it again. She says, murder. Oh, she's just kidding. She's just kidding. And she kind of rolled her eyes like, really, am I? And of course, the cackling hands on the view and much applause laughed it off. Now, that's not a notion that should be acceptable. But again, coming from Hanoi Jane, what has she done that is acceptable? You got an English professor at uh, Wayne State University. His name is Stephen Shaviro. Said on social media that it is admirable to kill conservative speakers rather than shouting them, than shouting them down. It's admirable to kill conservative college campus speakers because shouting them down just gives them a platform. Now, at least Wayne State University in Michigan was nice enough at least to suspend him with pay. And he deleted everything from that day to 2015. So no harm, no foul, except for the people that take that garbage seriously. This is Marxism. And we're, this is our universities. This is uh, our entertainment. What kind of a message are we sending society to the world that this experiment, this republic, if we can keep it, as Ben Franklin said, If, if we have no, no self-control, no self-governance, and we're doing just to do. And I look at the other news. There's, there's a lot I could go into there. I think I'm going to... Save that for another episode as far as democracy versus republic. That might be its own own episode. But countless, I, I, there are countless situations where the democracy over the public, uh, over the republic, is most important. Um, I'll just I'll just buzz through these really quick. Mostly peaceful riots that were acceptable. Um, The, the moving goalposts of the, the woke mob, and we touched on that a little bit. Um, but we've moved, we've moved from accepting different lifestyles. You have to accept us. Fine. Okay. It's not mine to judge. It's not mine to tell you how you should or should not feel. And... Okay, there you go. You got it. I'm not negotiating. It's just live your life. Most of us are more libertarian when it comes to stuff like that. Where it is, you do you, I'll do me. I'm going to do my best to be a good citizen and provide for my family and do whatever it takes to be a good citizen of this country. Uh, But that wasn't enough. Now they're demanding that you participate, forcing you financially or socially 
to participate in it. So much so that in now um, athletics, men are competing as women and destroying women's sports for obvious reasons. Like, it, it's they're expecting you to believe this emperor has no clothes situation in the women's locker room. Nothing to see here. Of course he feels like a girl. Let him swim with the girls. He ranked 472nd in the country when he was swimming as a man. And then shot straight to first place when he started swimming with the girls. You can't say that. You can't even question it. See, no longer is it just accepting that that dude wants to be a girl. Fine. Go. Enjoy. Nope. He has to dominate their sport, and all these girls have to participate in his own uh, personal view of himself. Sorry. How is that socially acceptable? How is that brave? But what this has done, shifting gears a little bit, this kind of a society, this, this democracy, this quest for this democracy that doesn't, democracy doesn't exist. It's not a form of government. Democracy is a reaction to a stimuli. The Pavlovian response. I made you think dog, didn't I? Democracy <clears throat> is that flock of birds that shifts with the wind. It redirects. If, they, if, if that flock of birds sees something, food or whatever, they all shift. And then the next second they see a threat, they all run away from it. Democracy is not tempered. They can react badly. They can, they can make bad choices. One goes the wrong direction. They all go the wrong direction. What this, what this does is, in, is instead of us being a republic, we become desperate for a king, a fearless leader. And this, this happens not on the left alone, but on the right, is when you've finally thrown your hands up in the air, says, there's nothing I can do, I'm done. If you can't beat them, join them. So we become desperate for this, we have this, this messiah complex when it comes to government. Government isn't a messiah. But we have this notion that there's going to be one that's going to save us. There's going to be a new George Washington to rise up. And I, I understand the words of the Declaration of Independence. Do I believe we're there again? I don't believe we are. I, be, I believe we're close. But I, I don't think we're there yet. But what's happened is that because we've begged for a Messiah, 
we get caricatures of government. We get a Congress that doesn't have to do its job. We get a judicial system that seems like they're the ones that make up all the laws. We have presidents that, that, that just uh, um, sign executive orders. I have a phone and I have a pen. That's all you need. So for a long time, it was the left that was always begging for this Messiah leader to come up, to come out, to come out of the heavens and take their party and crush the opposition. And Barack Obama, to some point, kind of fit that, kind of filled that niche. Um, he kind of came out of nowhere, blindsided Hillary Clinton, but the Hillary Clinton's problem was she's not that. She's a, she's a creature of the bureaucracy and unlikable to boot. So, although she was the anointed one to be, she was coronated before the nomination process began, a uh, young, charismatic, African-American um, junior senator, community organizer, says the right thing, speaks the right way, talks in platitudes, leaves things vague and empty, and set forth to radically transform our country. And people cheered. People cheered when he said that I have a pen and I have a phone. And, of course, everybody on the right gets up all got all up in arms and said that's not how it works you know that's uh, um, an abuse of power and then the separation of powers between the three co-equal branches of government which has been a myth for decades um, so he serves two terms and the counterparty the Republican party keeps putting up people like John McCain, Mitt Romney, just more establishment types. And then along comes Donald Trump. And yes, Donald Trump, he has a way of upsetting every single apple cart there is. In my mind, he's a tactical bull in a china shop. There is, and, and, the, and, the, and, here, and here's where I'm going to this Messiah worship thing, is that I have many, many friends that are just in the only Trump camp. And, and I'm fine with that. And many, in many ways, I think he is the only politician that can, um, can be that, to stand in the gap. I have some trust issues with whether or not I can trust him with standing in front of a bureaucracy when it actually does matter. And we saw that through COVID. Um, his personal life, his personal life. I, I don't think anybody since the Kennedys has really cared about a president's personal life. Now, they'll come up and they'll pander. Kennedy pandered to the Catholics. And while well, he tossed Marilyn Monroe back and forth with his brother. Um, and then come out as this devout Catholic, sit in, you know, mass and do all of that. Um, all the presidents would 
pander to your evangelical side and then at the same time, you know, Bill Clinton can sit in church and at the same time be in the middle of this huge scandal that got him impeached in the House. Nobody cares. But what Donald Trump did was he was so caustic to the status quo in Washington and and the media that it was it was it was really really easy to characterize him characterize him as public enemy number 1 to a democracy we go back to democracy where he's a threat to democracy and then you say he's a fascist well nobody knows what fascism actually is and what's even more eye opening is that no he wasn't a fascist but he did turn it over, our country over to the fascists during COVID-19. We saw that in full display, proudly, that we are fascists. We're the CDC and then the federal government, and then you move past the Trump administration. And, and believe you me, but when Joe Biden took office, was it legitimate? I don't know. I always follow patterns, and whenever somebody said over and over and over again, there was no widespread voter fraud. I mean, that, 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 that seemed pretty plausible. It, it's not widespread. I mean, I know my vote counted in Florida, and there's this guy in Idaho, and his vote counted. So, no, not, it's not widespread at all. doesn't have to be widespread. In a tight race... You just need a few counties here and there. Why is Maricopa County, two years after the 2020 election, still so corrupt? Putnam County in Georgia. Is it Putnam? Fulton County, not Fulton. Whichever county in Georgia. Um, It doesn't take widespread. But they kept saying over and over and over again, widespread, widespread, widespread. And... It hit me as, well, there's something they're not saying. There's enough there. Where there's smoke, there's fire. But it got to the point where it was so easy to make him the boogeyman because people aren't curious. They don't want to know if somebody's a racist or not. If the TV tells them they're a racist, they're a racist. And doesn't matter that the network's Carefully edited videos where had they played four seconds, six seconds, 15 seconds longer of what he was saying, would have been completely innocuous. But nope, you've got him convinced. So he's a threat to our democracy. Again, we're not a democracy, even though the kids think we are. So here we go. They have been trying to nail him to the wall for whatever it is. Doesn't matter. Show me the man. And I'll show you the indictment. And apparently you actually can indict a ham sandwich in the city in, in the city of New York. Um, they brought down the indictment. But you see, they, they've just since he's left office, little by little, said, we're going to get him, we're going to get him, we're going to get him. 
They did the Mar-a-Lago raid, unprecedented Mar-a-Lago raid. What did they get out of that? They exposed Joe Biden. They exposed Hillary Clinton. Same document issues. Mike Pence, who could be considered a, a hero to some on the left. So, at the same time, unprecedented doesn't matter. They're, they're breaking glass ceilings that should never be broken. To do what? To go back to their donor class normalcy? But then I look at how this played out, how Donald Trump announced before he said, indictment's coming, I'll be arrested on Tuesday. He said that over the weekend, the last weekend, I think, was it? Week came and went, no indictment. No, or the week before, no indictment, no indictment, no indictment. But he kept rallying around it, goading them into doing it. And I thought, well, that's an interesting, maybe it's an interesting legal play. Again, that whole uh, tactical bull in a china shop where he's got something he's driving at here. And he kept doing little digs, having his rallies and things like that, and then digging against his only real potential competition in the nomination for the presidency, which isn't even competition yet. And if you go back to last week where I'm like, let's not get sanctus sanctus stupid here, um, kept dropping, you know, firebombs at half of his base, people that are fine with both, people like me that are right now I'm fine with either one. I think I might trust one over the other because both have track records when it comes to COVID. But he kept doing all this and goading and goading and goading. And then kept saying, was demanding that here, our governor, Ron DeSantis in the state of Florida, uh, kept demanding that Ron DeSantis not allow extradition for this charge. Once they drop the, once the grand jury uh, the, um, drops the charge, what happens? Ron DeSantis comes out and says, I'm not participating in this farce. So no, we're not going to extradite Donald Trump for you. We're not going to sign the paperwork. You don't get to, you want him, come and get him. Essentially, he threw down a gauntlet. And then the Trump campaign and the Trump team was complaining, well, he never used the name Donald Trump or he didn't do it emphatically enough or what, 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 what the hell ever. He did what Donald Trump wanted. And what does Donald Trump turn around and do? I'll be arraigned on Tuesday. I'll be in in New York. I'll I'll jump on Trump Force One. I'll fly to New York for my photo op. And we get all the details that uh, he's not going to get fingerprinted or uh, he won't be in handcuffs, which kind of might be disappointing so 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 now it's like now we've turned this into the bread and circuses of a dying republic here we go let's go ahead and kill it why make a mockery of it but what are the long-term consequences of that well unfortunately it's starting to look more and more like there aren't any long-term consequences for what was once a great republic Unless the people stop feeding it. Unless they stop feeding this democracy. Unless we stop looking for a political messiah. Realize that we are in control of the government. And that starts bottom up. 
It starts primary everyone that doesn't see through a constitutional lens their duty. There's only a small handful of people in, in government, local and, and federal, that, see, that view everything through a constitutional lens. And they're outcasts to their peers in Washington, D.C. or their state capitals. The ones that wish to throw out those that adhere directly to the Constitution, that answer to the Constitution and their constituents, those that wish to uh, denigrate them, primary them, those that keep folding, you're Mitch McConnell's. If, if, if you live in Kentucky, I, I don't understand how, how you can have how you can have a Rand Paul on one side and a Mitch McConnell on the other. Your Lindsay photo op Graham. What are we doing with that warmonger? Why is he still in office? Throw him out. But it is going to take doing the hard work of not letting a messianic politician solve your problems. We need people who can just follow the rules that were already there. We can do it. We have it. Donald Trump is going to be a martyr whether he needs to be or not. That's one thing he has going for him. He does have the P.T. Barnum uh, genetic code. And many times that's effective and good. Other times it's a distraction. But either way, this circus must end some sense of personal accountability. And and these politicians that'll piss on your neck and tell you it's raining in the middle of a drought, come on. Be able to look through the pandering. Call them on it. But if you're not willing to let somebody critique, somebody that's on your team as well, then you're part of the problem. If you're that blind, then you are part of the problem. Let's not be part of the problem. Reminds me of one of my favorite means. Let's not be part of the problem. Let's be the whole problem. Well, if a being, being a republic is the whole problem, count me in. I'm the whole problem. But I'm not going to be part of the problem for a democracy because that is not who we are. But let's teach some consequences to to the children as they grow up that this is not a consequence-free environment. Let's teach values. And if you look to just the basics, and that's the thing is what's been destroyed are just basics. You take away all sense, you strip away all sense of, of anything good and replace it with whatever, whatever trend, whatever label, it's poison for the soul. So let's try and focus more. Let's realign. Let's rebuild the education system. Tear it down and start over. That's a good place to start. 
let's start throwing these politicians out that aren't anything but self-serving um, bureaucrats that get to spend decades destroying our republic. But let's move forward unified and be willing to think critically that we have the, we have the power to at least stop and say, wait a minute, is that true? Is somebody that I support or somebody that I could put, I could see myself supporting? Is it true? Are they honest? Vet them. Nobody's going to be perfect. Now, a lot of people expect that kind of perfection, and that's why we have the messianic politi- political mess that we're in today. Let's be unified, let's think critically. Let's not get spun up and do something just to do something. Let's grow together and be stronger together. We got one more deadbeat sponsor break. Uh, let's see who wants to, uh, who's going to pay me more today. Let's go with Captain Ramius. That's always a fun one. This portion of the program is brought to you by Captain Ramius Submarine Shales and Service. Are you in the market for a Typhoon-class submarine? Does your current submarine need a little sprucing up before nuclear war season? Does your submarine lack the pizzazz your neighboring superpower submarines have? Have you recently acquired a super-secret submarine and are looking to make some extra rubles or dollars? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then Captain Ramius Submarine Sales and Service is the place for you. To contact Captain Ramius Submarine Sales and Service, you must send one ping. One ping only. That's right, Ryan. Certain things in here don't react too well to bullets. Sorry, that was a bonus. Anyway, time for Florida Man's Pun and Done. That's right, Florida Man here telling you this week's portion of Florida Man's Pun and Done. You see, long time ago, I happened to live down the road from this dairy farmer. And he was having trouble finding a bull to breed with his cows so that they would produce milk and so that he could bring milk to the market. So he finally decided he's going to have to break down and buy himself a brand new Angus bull. Spent a lot of money on this Angus bull. He was so big and strong and healthy. Figured this would be the ideal bull. So he laid down the cash to pay for this bull. Put him out there with all the other cows. He'd just stand there. He'd eat the grass. He'd chew his cud. He'd drink some water. Days and days and days of just eating, sleeping, drinking his water, chewing his cud. Not once looking at all of those available cows he had in the pen. After a week or two, well, this poor farmer, he's going, I just spent a lot of money on this here bull, and I expect him to do bull things so that I can have baby cows and we can keep this whole operation working. That's how it works, children. So he finds he calls the veterinarian. Veterinarian comes out and he does a thorough examination of this bull and he says, Hey, everything looks good about your bull. He seems young. He's healthy. Nothing wrong with him at all. 
They're very strong. He'll be a good stud for all of your cows. He says, perhaps he's just a little too young and not quite interested yet. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you these pills. Now you start giving him one of these pills every single morning. And then let me know in a week or two how things work out. So he was telling me about all these troubles and everything. And then he says, well, I started giving him them pills. Let me tell you what, in about a week. He bred not only just all of my cows in my in my pastures, but he broke through the fence. He bred he bred all the cows from here to the next county over. It was incredible the stamina of this thing. I don't know what that doctor was giving my bull, but I tell you what, they taste just a little bit like peppermints. That does it this week. Um, next week uh, we're going to dig into. Uh, I might actually have a new deadbeat sponsor. It's going to be a good one uh, if uh, if I can find the time to get around to uh, recording one and then pay myself for my time and services because, you know, we are not communist here. But anyway, until then, let's make sure that we do our best to be responsible citizens of a, Republican, of a republic that can be here a lot longer. Same as last week. We're all done. No. Go on. Go. We'll see you next week. This will be available Tuesday. You'll have to wait. It's like two and a half days. It'll be fine. See you Tuesday.